is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is Pastor Rob Chambers of Reedtown Community Church in Newport, Tennessee. It is our earnest hope and prayer that something will be said or done through word or song that will be a blessing to your heart. Do me a favor. I want you to turn around to a person beside you, somebody close to you. You point your finger at them and say, Wake up! Wake up! I know what's hot. I know what's hot. I know when it's humid and hot, the body gets worn down, it gets tired, it don't want to do nothing. I know that, I realize that. But folks, that out there, that ain't hot. You and I have been spared from hot if we're children of God. So we should be excited to be in some place cool this morning. We should be enthusiastic. We should be anxious. We should be happy to be in the house of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, Friday night, Sunday school director and my own mother-in-law asked me to do something that was now on impossible. She said, we're going to go ahead and start at 7, and I'm going to give you 25 minutes to teach your lesson. I can't even get started in 25 minutes. You all know that. So there was no way that we covered Philippians chapter 4 like I wanted us to get into. Didn't have time. And as it turns out, we didn't get involved in it enough to please God. So he's directed us back to Philippians chapter 4. For this morning, only one verse has he got set aside for us this morning. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Now, We've got to understand a few things before we can see the importance of this verse. It's only a very few lines. And you can overlook the importance and you can overlook the power in this verse if you're not very careful. This is coming from a man who is sitting in a Roman dungeon. This is coming from a man who is nearing the end of his life. This is coming from a man being written to another group of people in a place where they had done the same thing to him. They had beat him and they had imprisoned him. There, was, there could have been, there wasn't any with Paul, but there could have been some bad blood between Paul and the church at Philippi because of the things that he went through. And you discussed the part of that in the Sunday school lesson this morning. And he puts extreme emphasis in the fact that he repeats himself. Rejoice. Always. I say again, rejoice. Paul wanted it definitely understood. God wanted it driven home. We should rejoice always. 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 
Now, I know there are a few of you sitting there this morning, and it's trickling through your mind. You can't always rejoice. You don't always feel like rejoicing. Can't be happy all the time. Never said to be happy all the time. Did Paul say, I say unto you, be happy? No, he never said be happy. He said rejoice. There's a difference. You and I work under the mistaken assumption that happiness and rejoicing have to follow suit. To rejoice, we have to be happy. And there's not a one of you that I have to explain to the fact you can't be happy all the time in this world. There are things happen, there are circumstances that drives happiness out of us. For us to be happy, something good has to happen, right? When something bad happens, the natural reaction is not happiness. It's sorrow. Rejoicing does not rely on happiness. We rejoice not because of anything in this world. That's where a lot of people get lost. It's not happiness. It's not joy. We rejoice because of one word and one word only. We can rejoice because of Jesus. We can rejoice because of Jesus. Because he is the first and the last. We can rejoice because he is the architect of the universe and the manager of all things. We rejoice because he always was, is, and always will be. We rejoice because he was bruised, Brother Jack, for our healing. We can rejoice because he was pierced to ease our pain. We rejoice because he was persecuted to bring us freedom. He was killed so that you and I might have life. We can rejoice because he reigns as King of kings and Lord of lords to bring us peace like a river. Peace that passes all understanding. We rejoice because the world can't understand him. We rejoice because the armies of the world can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him, but the leaders of this present time, they can't ignore him. He's too powerful. Nero tried to crush him. Hitler tried to silence him. The New Age can't replace him, and Oprah Winfrey can't explain him away. We rejoice in these things. He's good. He's kind. He's holy. He's righteous, he's God made flesh, and he walked among us. His will is unchanging, and his mind is on me. His mind is on me. His mind is on you. He is the controller, the operator, the creator of everything that is, 
But every second of every day, His thoughts are on you as an individual. We rejoice in that. We uplift His name in that. He's my Redeemer. He's my Savior. He's my guide and He's my stay. He's my peace, my joy, my comfort. He is my Lord and He rules my life. And His one goal for my life is to have a personal one-on-one relationship with me. For Him to have a personal one-on-one relationship with you, that's what He wants more than anything else. With all that He has to do, with all of His responsibility, with all of His power, He wants to get close to you. I can't explain why. I know we don't deserve it, none of us. But that's what He wants to do. I believe that deserves a little rejoicing, don't you? I believe we ought to get a little bit happy about that. We ought to get a little bit excited to think that the King of kings and Lord of lords, He actually cares what happens to you every day. I've got family that don't care what happens to me. But Jesus does. He'll never leave me. And He'll never forsake me. He'll never mislead me. And He'll never forget me. He's never going to overlook me and I guarantee you there'll never be a time when he calls me and says, Oh, Rob, by the way, I'm going to have to cancel on you tomorrow. No, that's not going to happen. I've been let down by people time and time again. Had one Saturday night say, Preacher, I enjoyed being here through Bible school. I'll see you Sunday morning. They're not here. God will never do that. When God tells us He's going to do something, you better believe God will be on the scene. He cannot fail. When I fail, He lifts me up. When I fall, He forgives me. When I'm weak, He's strong. When I'm lost, He is my way. When I'm afraid, He's my courage. When I stumble, He steadies me. He's my rock. When I'm hurt, He heals me. When I'm broken, He fixes me. When I'm blind, He leads me. When I'm hungry, He feeds me. When I face trials, He doesn't wish me the best of luck. He doesn't pat me on the shoulder and say, be praying for you. When I face trials, he stands beside me, Sister Sharon, with his arm around me, giving me comfort and support. He doesn't email them in. He doesn't send them in. He doesn't write cards. He stands beside me, unfaltering, unwavering. When I face persecution, he shields me. To let the greatest portion of the pain and the heat pass over me. When I face problems, He comforts me. When I face loss, He provides for me. And on the day that I face my death, He Himself 
will come for me. Not Gabriel, not Michael. He will come for me, Buford. And I don't think when I come to Jordan's chilly tide, I'll look across and I'll see him on the other shore. I've heard so many songs say, not that there's anything wrong with that, they're beautiful songs. I don't think he's going to make me cross by myself. He's going to meet me on this side and carry me to the other side. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, in all ways. He is God and He's faithful. And I am His and He is mine. And my Father in heaven can beat the Father of this world every day of the week and twice on Sundays. That's something to get excited about, folks. That's something to rejoice about. doesn't matter the circumstance we find our in, the situation, the environment. When we let our heart and our minds begin to dwell on heavenly things, circumstances don't matter. Preacher, it's hard to rejoice when your heart's broken. Preacher, it's hard to rejoice when you're facing uncertainties. You'll find that when you start, that's all you need to do. When you begin, the Holy Spirit will begin to move, Brother Osborne. You'll find once you begin to rejoice, that happiness, that joy that was so elusive before, you'll find it bubbling and springing forth because He will bring it. That's how a man in a cold, dark, damp Roman dungeon can rejoice, can praise God, can exalt the Creator of the world and His Savior even though the day is quickly approaching when He's going to be put to death. Because it didn't matter to Paul. He'd already said it, and we've talked about it a couple weeks ago. Paul said, for me to die is gain. If you're a child of God, for you to die is gain. It's lost for those of us that stay behind. But for the Christian, it's a promotion. Church, it's time for the children of God to rejoice. It's time for God's people to lift up holy hands, to lift up holy voices, and to praise the God of all creation, the Lord God Jehovah, for what He is. Not for what He's done for us or what He will do, but because He's God, because He's worthy. It's time... We rejoiced in the fact that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords lowered himself to the point that he would take on this flesh, Sister Louise, this painful, aching, aggravating, annoying flesh would leave glory, would leave the presence of the Father and come down here, endure what he did, for you. 
I've told you before, I'll do whatever I can for you. Whatever, whatever problem you have, I'll do the best that I can. I'll give you whatever I can. Once I get to heaven, I ain't coming back for you, Opa. No. Once I get in the presence of the Almighty, I'm not coming back, Matt. Ain't happening. You ain't going to be able to make me. Jesus left it voluntarily. I can't understand that. I can't, that's, that's love beyond my ability to comprehend. A people that didn't love you, a people that despised you, that ignored you, that, that took your laws and just completely and totally, for lack of a better term, they just blew their nose on them and threw them away. But he said, Father, I'll go. I'll go. I'll do what has to be done. Not only for those people, but every man, woman, boy, and girl that shall ever live. It's time you and I rejoiced in the fact that as a child of God, the Holy Ghost of God resides here. Not in this building. This is a meeting house. This isn't a church. It's a church building, you may can call it. This isn't the church. If this were gone tomorrow, that's not the church. You and I are the church. You and I are the church at Reedtown. The members, the people, the ones who give it life and purpose and power and authority through the Holy Ghost of God inside of us. We should rejoice in that. We should rejoice that God wants to live in close communion with us. Despite everything that we are. I'm amazed my wife can live with me sometimes. I can't explain why God would want to. And there's times because of my stupidity, because of my pig-headedness, because of my foolishness and my stubbornness, that spirit that's in here, it begins to recede and pull back just a little bit. Because he's clearly said, I won't dwell in an unclean vessel. I won't commingle with sin. And I can feel, I can feel the spirit begin to pull back, begin, it's almost like a sucking sound, like a whirlpool. It's just, it's just, lit. I'm like, whoa, Lord, wait a minute, whoa, what's going on? Where are you going? And he says, well, I think you need to sit down and think a minute, son. You know exactly why I'm going and where I'm going. Sometimes being able to rejoice requires getting on your face before God. There's rejoicing in tears. Not all tears are sorrowful tears. A child of God rejoices. End of sentence. We have no alternative. We have no recourse. We have to. This thing is too big. It's too great. 
for us to contain, for us to understand, for us to hold on to. We've got to let it out some way. We've got to rejoice in some way, some form. You don't have to jump up and down. You don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. But every now and again, you're going to have to smile. Every now and again, you're going to have to get a little bit happy. Every now and again, we're going to have to act like we enjoy this thing. Not everybody has to get up and act silly like the pastor does. Some of you say, he's just too animated. He just jumps around too much. He hollers too much. He's too loud. Some say, he ain't loud enough. He don't jump enough. He don't get too involved enough. I just do what God says. That's all I know to do. And I rejoice in the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Ghost of God. I lift up hands that at one time were not holy, but through the redempting power of the salvation of Jesus Christ. I can say they are now, Sharon. That's not my holiness, it's His. So I'm just going to lift His back up to Him, and I'm going to praise Him, and I'm just going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice in the fact that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to rejoice in the fact that no matter what I face in this life, that no matter what comes against me, no matter what the devil hurls at me, no matter how much he tries to harm me, no matter how much he tries to kill me, no matter how much he tries to trick me, how much he tries to drive me away from God, no matter what he sins against my family, no matter what he sins against you, the church, all the things that can go wrong in this life, I'm going to rejoice. If for no other reason, I'm going to rejoice, Sister Sharon. One of these days, I'm leaving. I'm leaving here. I don't have to stay here too much longer. I don't expect to reach 70 or 80 years of age. I don't expect it. I think church is going to be gone. That's my personal opinion. I don't believe the church will be gone. And if the church ain't gone, I fully expect I'll be taken out by the way of death before I get that age. I may be wrong. I may live to be 120. He may do that just to put me in my place, Tanya. Said, boy, you thought you knowed something. We'll show you. I don't think he'll wait that long. I don't, I, don't think he'll, I don't think he'll tarry for 80 more years for me to get to be 120. I just don't think he will. If for no other reason, church, rejoice in the fact that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. If you're here this morning and you can't rejoice, you can't rejoice in the things that are God, the things that are the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. There's a reason. There's a reason why. There's something in the way. There is something in the way. You're, you can't break through that barrier. 
I'm going to be blunt and honest with you. That barrier is sin. You don't have to be a bad person. You don't have to be a pothead. You don't have to be a, a drunkard. You don't have to be a whoremonger. You don't have to be a murderer to have sin in your life. You can be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and have sin in your life. I've seen it too many times. Sin will prevent rejoicing. A lost individual can't rejoice in Jesus Christ. It doesn't make any sense to them. The Bible says that it is foolishness in their eyes. It makes no sense. It's just babbling. A backslidden person cannot rejoice because when they hear the word of God, when they hear those things, they are reminded of where they were at one time in comparison to where they are now. And there is, there, there's no rejoicing there. Just a miserable, miserable feeling. A child of God who has sin of some kind in their life cannot rejoice. Because deep down in their heart, they know, they know, they may not know it at a conscious level, they may not be thinking about it, but the spirit within bears witness to them that if you have sin in your life, you're not ready to meet God. You're not ready. Because the Bible clearly says every sin must be under the blood. That no sin shall enter into heaven. Ladies, come to the piano. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast presentation. If you would like more information about the church or any additional podcast, please join us on the web at www.reedtowncommunitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. That's spelled R-E-I-D-T-O-W-N, communitychurchpodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you, and God bless.